Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to another Cracked Interviewed podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Duvall, and I am back from a brief hiatus. As some of you may know, I was recovering from surgery, and I've been doing rehab for the last couple of weeks. I have a really special guest with me today. He's an Italian professional tennis player, one of the nicest guys on tour, and I'm so excited to share all of his accomplishments with you. Paolo Lorenzi, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. (laughs) So I just want to start off with... um, Um, Obviously, you've been at IMG for the last couple of weeks now, training for preseason. So tell us a little bit about how your preseason is going so far. Yeah. First of all, I I love to stay here at the the IMG. I just moved to Sarasota almost two years ago. Um, I'm loving this place. So the weather, everything is completely different from Italy in this moment of of the year. So I think it was great. I almost made four weeks of practicing uh, with the help of Pat Harrison. And uh, I think here is it's really good. There are a lot of players, there are a lot of pro men and women. So we can all share our, our period that sometimes is, is really tough. So if you see someone else that is doing a lot of work, you can you can find your way too. Yeah, and I think first most tennis fans know this time of the year is one of the toughest times for players on tour because you're building and you're building strength and fitness and endurance. So without going into any of your secrets, I know I read some articles. Some players on tour say that you're one of the hardest working guys out there. Tell us a little bit about what your schedule looks like during preseason training. Well, I think that in this period I'm working pretty hard. Uh, in this day, I'm starting from 9 to 10, I'm doing some fitness, mm-hmm. then I'm going from 10 to 12, I will stay on court, then I will start again at 2 o'clock until 3.30, still on court, then from 3.30 to 4.30, I will do another fitness session, and then from 5.30 to 7.30, I will go to the gym. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy doing a, a tough preseason, yeah. but that's, that's what I love it, so it's... Yeah, I mean, that's what it takes. It's a long schedule. So take us a little bit back to where it all began. I read that you started playing tennis at the age of seven. So how did you get introduced into tennis? Yeah, I got introduced by my brother. My brother is older than me, three years old. My parents, they were both playing tennis. But, of course, I'm the, I'm the small brother, so I was following my, my whole brother. He was doing uh, swimming and tennis. So I started with tennis and swimming. Then he stopped swimming and he just continued tennis, then I was following him. And uh, of course, I always try my best on tennis because I want to beat him. <laughs> so... <laughs> At what <laughs> age did you finally beat him? Well, unfortunately for him, he got uh, injured very soon. So at the age of 14, he got uh, elbow problem and he got a surgery. So then for me, it was easy to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I always remember, too, my first day when I beat my siblings. It's the best feeling. (laughs) So I didn't find that much about your junior history. I'm sorry. But you turned pro in 2003, and you cracked the top 100 for the first time in 2012. Um, Tell me a little bit about 
you know, you spent a lot of time on the Challenger Tour, you know, which is what it takes prior to getting to Top 100. Did you find it difficult to be on the tour, you know, before cracking into the Top 100? Obviously, it's not easy being on the Challenger circuit for anybody. <laughs> no, of course, I think you don't find a junior career because I was, dealing with, I was not so good <laughs> during junior. But then, like you said, I was for a lot of years I was playing... Uh, uh, some uh, some challenger, a lot of challenger at least, and uh, I think it's it's really tough. It's really tough when you play challenger because of course all the money, uh, everything is on the ATP tour. So until you don't get there, it's uh, it's really tough. And for me, it was I don't know, it was something strange because uh, I think on 2000, I think they picked the top under 2009, something like this. And uh, I was changing the coach on 2008. I was changing fitness coach. I was changing coach. I started in the year 200, and for the first time, I closed 83. Oh, it was wow. like strange because from that year, I won three challenges. I made three final, and uh, everything was becoming easy from that year. But uh, before, I was really struggling a lot. Yeah, and I and I read one of your interviews where you said you. I'll quote you directly. You said, if you like what you do, that's the most important thing. I'm lucky because my passion became my work, so I'm trying to enjoy it as long as I can. I think that's such an amazing perspective, obviously something that's probably gotten you through a lot of things in your life. You seem to have such an amazing attitude about um, tennis and life. Is that something that you've always had in your life? That's just how you are? <laughs> I, I, I think um, uh, that, that I'm really lucky. Because from when I was a kid, I was always saying I want to be a tennis player, uh, and then I, I become a tennis player. I, I some, sometimes my friend they take joke of me because they said, "Okay, you are going to work and you are going to play." <laughs> so it's it's pretty different. And uh, no, I think I'm happy. I wake up in the morning and uh, uh, what I like is to play tennis, uh, and it's what I'm doing all the year. Uh, maybe this is the key because I'm I'm still playing. Uh, I always say to my wife that. The day that I wake up in the morning and I don't want to go and play, then it's the day that I, that I have to stop. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Yeah, I mean, I think that's so incredible, obviously, to do what you've been able to accomplish. A lot of your accomplishments have come at a later stage in your career. Um, I want to talk about them a little bit, and sorry I'm going to involve your age. (laughs) (laughs) Forgive me, but um, so at the 2016 Generali Open, you became the oldest first-time singles champion uh, since the tour was established in 1990, and you earned your first ATP title there, beating Nicolas Bas- Basile- Basile- yes, Basile- in the finals. What was that like to accomplish something so amazing, such a big milestone at 34? No, I think this is the, the best moment of, of my career. Uh, but that is starting from, from behind what we are talking, that uh, I feel lucky that I'm playing tennis. Uh, maybe I was also a little bit crazy uh, because uh, when I, I was pretty old, 26, 27, uh, and I was still thinking that I, I can play tennis, I can, I can be professional, I was just, just playing challenger. Uh, this is the, the key, maybe, of my result when I was old. I was still thinking that I can, uh, I can be a pro, that I can win a, a 
great tournaments and uh, this bring me to to still playing continue continue and at the end I I find some result that most of the people uh, I think didn't expect yeah I mean I think it's amazing I've followed some of your career and watched some of your matches you can just tell the passion on the court I mean it's beautiful to see and your career kept climbing from that point you got to number 33 in the world um, in 2007 where you surpassed Fognini to become the the number one Italian on tour. There's obviously a handful of guys out there. There's Fognini, Seppi, um, some of the younger ones, Berrettini and Siner. Um, would you say that you guys are all close and you kind of push each other to be better? What's that What's that friendship like on tour between the Italians? Well, I think that uh, we're a pretty, pretty good friend. Uh, if there are some Italian at the tournaments, we always go dinner together. Uh, I was playing doubles with we seen her a few months ago in Antwerp in the ATP when he made his first semi-final. We was practicing every day in uh, uh, during uh, New York. Then with Berrettini, uh, I was practicing with him every day in London. Then I was working for Sky. And uh, yeah, I think we are pretty good friends. So we, um, I think it's important. I think that uh, in the last years, me, Seppi, Fognini, we were like example for, for the next generation, and now we have a lot of players. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Obviously, for a lot of different nations, you have people like Sampras and Agassi. You know, they, they mentor some of the younger kids coming up, the next generation of kids. Is that something that you guys take pride in? Um, some of the older guys kind of leading the younger ones, is that something that you guys do pretty consistently? Yeah, for me, uh, in the last years, I was at the Federation Center, practicing in Italy and what I would like to be is an example for them uh, to be someone that with your work you can uh, you can have some some really good result uh, I think that right now we have some players like Berrettini, Sinner, Mosetti they have much more talent than me they can achieve a, a lot of big result uh, but I would like to be an example that they, if they work, they can they can be like Berrettini. They can play the ATP finals in London and maybe in Turin. Uh, at the same time, you had like such a player like Fognini, a big talent that he went top top ten in the world, and also Seppi. I think it was a really great example for them. Yeah, I remember watching some of Berrettini's matches, and he it seemed like he came out of nowhere, you know. And he has so many weapons and. He's pretty mature, I feel like, on court for his age. So I, I think, you know, that's pretty promising for the next generation of Italians. I don't have a follow-up question to this, but I just wanted to say it because I think it's so amazing. I don't even know if you know what I'm about to say. But at the 2017 U.S. Open, you became the oldest player in the open era to win your to reach your first Grand Slam fourth round at the age of 35. And in 2019 at the U.S. Open, you joined Federer and Lopez as one of three 37-year-olds or older to reach the third round of the U.S. Open. I think that's amazing. I don't know if that's something that you think about. I You probably don't think about it. <laughs> but it, it's just so cool. Like, it's amazing you do what you do on tour. I mean, it's... I just wanted to say that because, honestly, I... I couldn't believe it. but And I promise I have one more question about your age and then <laughs> no, we're going to move on. No, 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 it's no problem. I, I, I think it's normal because I'm, I'm 38 right now and a lot of players, they, they joke about this. Uh, I'm a good friend. I think it's it's different no? because sometimes you play with really young players. But when I'm on court, I don't care if they're young. Huh? 
for me, I always like to play and practice with the young players because I think that they have a lot of energy. I can give something to them, so I love it. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, so we're going to change shifts a little bit here. So you had your first big injury in 2018. Um, it was your first serious injury, I think you could say, since turning pro in 2003. You had you broke your fascia in your foot. Tell us a little bit about what that setback was like for you as something that you experienced pretty much for the first time. No, I think that I was lucky. I think that my body was with me was was great because at the end of my first injury I had when I was 36. Uh, of course, for me it was was something strange because the big injury that I had was okay. Don't play tennis for 10 days. And for, for this time was was really strange. Uh, I broke my fascia. I cannot work for for a couple of weeks. Then I have to start rehab. Then I was studying again in uh, Monte Carlo. Then I had again problem. Uh, I was uh, try again with with the therapy. It was something different. And for whole year, one year and a half, I was practicing, I was playing matches, but I cannot go run, and a lot of things that I was used to to do it. Uh, I, now I think that I appreciate more the, the player that I, I have some big injury, and then they, they are coming back, uh, because before I had not that feeling, and I think it's, it's really tough when you cannot play 100%. Uh, I think that I appreciate more also my body, because I was pretty lucky that uh, I didn't have big big injuries. Yeah, I think that's great perspective. Obviously, at any stage, the, the longer you are into your career, I think also the harder it is to come back from certain injuries. Your body just breaks down a little bit faster. So it just seems so incredible that you've hardly had injuries your whole career. How do you think you've been able to keep yourself so fit and healthy besides you just having luck on your side? <laughs> uh, I, I think that, of course, I was lucky, but uh, uh, I'm really, really strict on what I eat, uh, when I go to sleep, uh, when I finish the practice, I always try to, to relax. Uh, I, I really take care of my body. Uh, I think this one is helping uh, to get a long career. Uh, of course, sometimes also if you do every time the best things, something can happen. But of course, this one is helping a lot. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you follow any like specific nutrition plans or do you just kind of focus on being as healthy as you can? Uh, right now I'm, I'm pretty old, so I'm just to, uh, to try to, to be healthy. And uh, of course, what I love more in, the, in life, if you can say like this, I love a lot of food. Yeah. I, love, I love wine. <laughs> uh, so for me, uh, when I have the day off, I'm, I'm trying to get some, some good wine and some uh, strange food when I'm the, during the tournament and pretty uh, really healthy. Yeah. Do you drink white or red? Uh, I, I, I like uh, everything. It's, everything? <laughs> it's a good wine. <laughs> Depends what I eat. <laughs> so, um, obviously, at some point, we all have to think about what life is going to look like after tennis. And I read that you were in the process of studying medicine at the U University of Siena, and you want to become a sports physician following your career. Is that something you still want to accomplish? Uh, when I was young, of course, when I was finished the, the college, uh, I was doing the exam to, play, to do the university. In Siena, I made seven exams, but now I think it's, it's too late okay. uh, because you need to study six years, then you have five years specialization. I'm, I'm too old for that. Mm -hmm. Right now, what I want is 
to continue in the tennis. I don't know if it's on court or wherever, but I would like to, to continue something in tennis. Okay, that's amazing. And obviously looking ahead to 2020, um, tell us where you plan on starting your year next year. Uh, I will start with the ATP Cup, uh, with the Italy team, then I will play quali in, uh, in Melbourne. And then uh, I'm supposed to play Newport Beach, the challenger here in the States, and then uh, uh, I'm in, in Pune, the, the ATP. And then I think I will stay a little bit more in, in the States. Okay. This year I'm trying to play a little bit more on our court. And uh, what would you say are some of your goals for 2020? Obviously, the beginning of the year, you're just kind of getting yourself back in competition shape and goals aren't necessarily that extreme at the start of the year. But what are some of your goals going into 2020? Uh, of course, my, my goal is uh, uh, to come back again top 100 and to try to play as much as, as, much as ATP uh, event I can, but uh, of course now it's uh, it, I'm a little bit different. So I really enjoy to play the tournament. I really enjoy to to travel. It's it's something different. Uh, before I was focused, everything was uh, was on tennis. Now I really enjoy this life because I know that there will be uh, I think one, maybe two more here. Uh, so of course the goal is this one, but it's also to to enjoy this these years in, in the ATP life. I can't wait to follow your year. It's going <laughs> to be great. <laughs> so as some of you know, towards the end of our interview, we like to do some rapid fire questions. So I have a couple here. You can take your time answering. It's not like you have two seconds to answer. <laughs> but um, so let's start with which one is your favorite Grand Slam? Uh, it's uh, New York. New York? Well, I'm sh- kind of shocked. <laughs> I thought you would say maybe Roland Garros. No, I really, I always play bad in Roland Garros, and uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you knew that, but uh, I won my first match in Grand Slam after 13 loses of the first round, and it's happened in New York. Wow. Uh, so then I made my fourth round. Every time that I'm in New York, I love it because I have a lot of friends, and so if I have two shows, I love to play there. That's amazing. <laughs> What's your favorite sport to watch outside of tennis? Uh, I'm Italian, so it's football. This one is, uh, is soccer. 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 Yeah, <laughs> Um, if you had to pick maybe three of your favorite moments from this decade, tough question, what would they be? Um, about tennis or? Anything. Just um, from the last, obviously it's kind of crazy we're moving into a new decade. It feels kind of surreal, but three of your favorite moments. Of course, I have my marriage and my ATP title. And I get married, I made my first holiday with all my friends all oh. together because it was never happened so I think I would put also this pick on my on my best moment that's so that's amazing obviously with the lifestyle that we have a lot of people don't understand I mean I hear all the time like you're so lucky you get to travel all over but people don't really understand how hard it is because you miss so many things with your family and, and a lot of the times when we go to these tournaments we're not we're not tourists we're there for work so um, I love that answer too because it's it's very seldom that we spend time with family so um, I want to learn some Italian okay. <laughs> So my question is, how do you say pizza is my favorite food in Italian? La pizza è il mio cibo preferito. La pizza è il... È? È? Il mio. È il mio? Cibo. Cibo. 
preferito preferito grande 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 I'm ready for Rome so now that you know what my favorite food is what's your favorite food I I love pizza so I can say pizza too yes two pizzas this is amazing Um, and I was looking on the ATP website I saw the video where you and two other players made some pasta you made some truffle pasta do you cook a lot or is that just something that you do every once in a while? Uh, no, I'm, okay, I made the, the barbecue, but this is still more American than, yeah. than Italian. Uh, I have my, my wife, she's, she's a great cooker. My mom was a great cooker, so at least I'm not really good. <laughs> I love it, but I'm not a great cooker. <laughs> and the final question that I have for you, what does your perfect day off look like? Oh, my perfect day off is go go to the beach with uh, my wife my friends my family and take a good book enjoy the day i love i love sun i love the beaches so that's why i'm here in sarasota that's, that's my best day there is no better place to have a wonderful beach day and with that i just want to say thank you again so much for joining me on this episode i hope you guys enjoyed if you did make sure to leave us a nice review and i will catch you guys next time on the cracked interviewed podcast thank you and have an awesome week ciao a tutti grazie vicky per l'intervista 